Hello and welcome into the Simply Human podcast with your host, me, Mark Rogers, a human being being human. You hopefully hear me say that a lot. My goal is to help you discover just how simple being a healthy human really is. I want you to know what it means to sleep like a human, move like a human, eat like a human, and enjoy life like a human. The website is simplyhumanlifestyle.com. I've got a Twitter um, profile at simplyhuman52. Uh, the Facebook is facebook.com slash simplyhumanlifestyle. I've got a YouTube channel connected on the website and on the Facebook page. And now the Simply Human podcast. So we'll see where this goes. There is no telling how this thing is going to evolve and morph. It might fizzle out. Hopefully it is a long-lasting podcast. I know there are many jillion podcasts out there, but uh, this is just another outlet for me to uh, get some information out there and try to help people. So... Uh, the topic is going to boil down to health, wellness, and fitness. There's no bells or whistles. I, I don't really think um, there's going to be some sort of you know, complex intros and outros and all this sort of weird stuff. It's going to be information, me talking, and hopefully getting some people uh, on that are much smarter than me to talk, which shouldn't be too hard since I'm not very smart. So simplicity is the key to everything. So I uh, consider myself part of the paleo community, the ancestral health community, and really any community that puts health as its main goal. I'm always striving to learn as much as I possibly can about how the human body and the brain work and how they're supposed to function in their natural uh, habitats. Uh, I really think we've tried to overthink health and fix things with pills and fake food, and uh, that is not good. So, you know, not to say that, you know, the part of medicine that has benefited from innovation via heart transplants, and I can have my fingers sewed back on, obviously, uh, hooray for that, uh, and that I'm not dead from the Black Plague is a, is a big plus uh, to some. Uh, but anyway, other than the, the obvious things that are beneficial from innovation in medicine and health, I think for the most part, we've tried to overthink it. So about me, and really this is going to be kind of the, hopefully if you're re- listening to this, there's a couple more episodes uh, that have already been published on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening. This is like me checking levels. I just got the podcaster starter kit off of my best friend, Amazon. Uh, so we'll just kind of see where this goes. And uh, what we're going to do uh, uh, is kind of an about me section and then sort of my journey through fitness and my journey through uh, nutrition. So got two daughters, four and two, almost four and three. I have a son on the way. Uh, he will be here in just a few weeks. Uh, I am married uh, 11 years this December. Uh, I've been married. I'm 32 years old. I have two older brothers that are twins that have families and uh, grew up in the Dallas area. So I'm a Texan and I live in Abilene, Texas now. Um, My nutrition journey, I started out in North Texas playing football uh, and that was really uh, a big part of my nutrition because it was all about weight gain and all about muscle gain. And from a very early age, I just remember uh, one of my brothers is is large and in charge and very muscular. And we had this saying that was uh, uh, big eaters eat big. (laughs) We would try to out eat each other uh, at restaurants and see how many of this steak that we could eat. I have attempted the 72 ounce steak in Amarillo. I said attempt. I did not say finish. I had ate all but eight ounces of that steak, uh, but uh, had a huge 
huge stomach back in those days. And it, it was eat till you gag was our motto in, in college when I played college football. And it was just really hard for me to keep all that weight on. And then, you know, the, uh, uh, the diet guidelines were eat low fat, tons of protein, eat every two hours to keep that metabolism going. Um, which I believe now is completely, uh, false. Um, then after I stopped playing football, I had about a six year phase from 2000 to 06, um, where I just ate sort of a standard American diet. I worked out two to three times per week for maybe 15, 20 minutes a workout. Uh, it was really hard for me to, to watch myself lose a lot of the strength that I had in football going from, you know, uh, benching in the three hundreds and, and squatting close to 500 and then that coming down. And, and that was really hard for me. Uh, to sort of accept, of course, that that really means nothing is like how much you can bench. Of course, it's good to to lift heavy things, but which we'll get into. But it doesn't matter that you're like a you know the bench press champion of your neighborhood. Um, so I just kind of the standard American diet. Uh, you know, I, I would have this, you know turkey sandwiches and yogurt, non-fat yogurt, and a granola bar would be my typical lunch. Uh, and I, of course, then I would just then I would go crazy on the weekends and eat ice cream and anything else. And just looking back, I was just, it was just an, an unhealthy time other than the fact that I was, I was resting a lot, uh, which, which was good. Uh, in 2006, I had a buddy talk me into running the white rock marathon in December, started training for that August, 2006. And, uh, from 2006 to 09, I had pretty, pretty conventional nutrition. If you look up even today, what is what, how you're supposed to fuel for those things. It was a lot of, you know, lean meats, grilled chicken, rice, potatoes, uh, created calorie deficits. Uh, and I'd have a cheat day on Sunday where I would literally wake myself up from a Sunday afternoon nap to eat a Snickers bar. I mean, I would, I would go absolutely bonkers on Sunday and of course feel terrible for like two days, but that was, that was how I did it. Um, in 2009, I read anti-cancer, which is a book that I would highly recommend. And that just sort of opened my eyes to the dangers of, of, of foods that are, processed and, and made in a lab, sugars, grains, processed foods, polyunsaturated fatty acids, as in the vegetable oils. Um, and so kind of opened my eyes and that sort of started my nutrition journey in 2010 in May, I started paleo. I just, I read a paleo book. I was Lauren Cordain's book and decided like the next day that I was just going to do it. And, um, I did that, uh, for almost a year and felt great. Had some great results. In April of 2011, I read the, uh, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Body, so I did that for a month, just the the, uh, the slow carb diet. Uh, and then June 1 of 2011, I started what was going to be just a 30 day vegan challenge, just to see. I'd read Thrive by Brennan Brazier, and I'd read some other uh, books by Joel Furman, and kind of got me thinking. Well, and I'm an experimenter. I like to know. I don't like to just take other people's words for things. I like to find out for myself, which I implore everyone to do that uh, as much as possible. Don't just take my word for anything that I say. Go out and find out for yourself. Uh, and so the, I did vegan for 30 days, and then that turned into an 18 month experiment, which included two 15 day juice fast, which were, uh, uh, more of like a mental, uh, accomplishment than anything that was just really, really a hard time to starve myself. Uh, but I learned a lot about nutrition in that 18 months, uh, really learned the importance of a whole plant-based food diet. I learned about the ethics in factory farming and, and where, how to get sustainable, sustainable animal products. And, and so I really feel like that was a good phase for me to go through. Um, but 
what had me looking at maybe some other things that uh, it wasn't maybe working for me was that I, after the two juice fast, I gained back all the weight I had lost eating nothing but plants and not eating a ton of food. And so I just, that, that sort of led me to discover that I'm very insulin resistant, uh, which means that I smell brownies and my blood sugar goes up and I go into fat burning for fat storage mode. And there are people out there like the people that uh, can eat whatever they want and never gain a pound. Those people are insulin sensitive. Everyone else in the world, about 85% of the world is insulin resistant. All four of my grandparents type two diabetic. My mom uh, is battling type two diabetes. So I just know I, I've got a glucometer and started checking blood sugar and know that um, I'm very insulin resistant. Now you can go to my blog, simplyhumanlifestyle.com and search for carbs are like cats. Um, which kind of explains the, the difference between insulin sensitivity and resistance. So um, after gaining all that weight and just kind of being perplexed by that, that uh, led me to search for, quote, fat burn on iTunes uh, in November of this past year. It's actually right around Thanksgiving, which led me to, oddly enough, Abel James and the Fat Burning Man show who was interviewing William Davis on the, most, uh, the latest episode. Uh, the author of Wheat Belly. And so I read Wheat Belly. Uh, that, that podcasting world led me to Vinnie Tortorich and the No Sugars, No Grains. Uh, and then um, just, I felt like I was ready to, to eat meat again because I knew what, where to get meat, uh, which is also on my website on one of the sidebar slanker uh, grass-fed meats. Um, so anyways, that's kind of my nutrition journey. And since December, I've been back on uh, kind of the high-fat uh, moderate protein, low carb, which it's it's really sort of relative. It's low carb uh, compared to the standard American diet, but it's actually sort of more like a normal carb intake, in, in my opinion, based on my system and how I respond to foods. Okay, so that's my nutrition journey. Um, my fitness jersey, of course, I already mentioned football, lifting a lot of heavy weights. It was a lot of sprinting. Um, it's kind of that that football explosion, a lot of power cleans. Uh, hang cleans, a lot of squat. Uh, it, it was all about uh, explosion and power with football. And then from that 2000 to 2006 stretch, didn't really do much. I would run, you know, maybe two or three times a week and a couple of miles. Um, I would still try to do some body weight stuff and, and try to lift some, but it, it there was no sort of structure. I just kind of did whatever, uh, which uh, was probably more good with that than bad. In 2006, I started the endurance thing. And from... 2006 to this past May, I did 33 events uh, in those seven years, including four half Ironmans, one iron, full Ironman, five marathons. I did several half marathons, Olympic and sprint triathlons. Um, so I wasn't doing short stuff. I, for seven years, I did massive amounts of training, never took more uh, than a few days off. Um, and when I did take time off, I was like doing a juice fast or something that, that was an added stress um, on my body. So I was I was uh, avoiding one stress and adding another when I would do something like that. Uh, looking back at my my time logs, my workout logs, my time started slowing down uh, in 2011. Um, but I just I just would oh it was uh, it was a windier day that day and and or it was i was uh, it was hotter i was more maybe almost more sore i would i would rationalize the my times and, and honestly i didn't even think that something might be wrong with me uh 
So in June of this past year, I guess just a few months ago, I'd, I'd run a mile on my birthday every year. And I was just one of my things I started several years ago was seeing how many, how many years I could run a sub six minute mile on my birthday or close to my birthday. So I just happened to be in, in Queens, New York on my, on my birthday um, this year. My brother lives up there and went out. There was a, there's a track right under the Queensboro Bridge. It's awesome area and I got to 600 meters and just had to stop and there were some things that had led up to that I've got some of the uh, information and more details on my website but basically my body was like you're done uh, I would I would go out for a run or get on the bike and my heart rate would be in the 180s 190s instantly and at first I thought well this stupid heart rate monitor is busted but I you know then I would check I'm on my neck or my wrist and sure enough it was through the roof so really kind of hard to sort of look at what I was doing and sort of redefine what my motivation was. Um, uh, Jason Seib uh, of the Everyday Paleo uh, website and podcast, uh, I emailed him and, and kind of explained what I'd been doing the last seven years and, you know, can you help me figure out this mystery of what's wrong with me? And he wrote me right back and said, you're broken, dude. You're, you, there, there's no mystery. Uh, you need to take a break, uh, and, and you need to redefine sort of, uh, what your motivations are. So I took two months off and then this, in September I started working out again. Uh, and so during that two months, my philosophy, uh, has, has been tweaked because I defined my motivation, uh, which is being healthy and it's not doing endurance races. Now, can endurance races fit into a healthy lifestyle? I, I think so. Um, but you just have to understand that marathon runners, the elite marathon runners, aren't running marathons because they want to be healthy. They're, they're just, they're fast and they like racing. Football players don't play football to be healthy. They do it because they love the game or they, they like having a Mercedes or, or five. Um, you know, you can just go down the line uh, and look at people's motivations. You know, you, you, and health is looking at, if I'm a human, I want to be like a human. I, I want to sleep like a human, I, which I think is the, is the baseline. I want to mitigate stress and enjoy life like a human. I want to eat and move like a human. So, uh, mentors, um, for what it's worth, uh, whether they, and whether they know it or not, you know, Jason Seib, Sarah Fergoso are, are, it's a podcast that I don't miss. And I'm part of their, uh, EP life fit, uh, community, Jimmy Moore, uh, of Living La Vida Low Carb podcast and blog is great. Vinny Tortorich has been great. Uh, and, and Anna Vicino can't, uh, she will never, ever listen to this, I'm sure. So I'm sure I'm not ruffling any feathers by not mentioning her. Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Exec. Rob Wolf, John Durant, uh, recently published uh, Paleo Manifesto. Abel James of The Fat Burning Man, I've already mentioned. Uh, the Fit Fat Fast, uh, John Smith and Debbie Potts. Gary Taubes, uh, author of Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It and Good Calories, Bad Calories. Lauren Cordain, and the list goes on and on. That's just kind of the the thought camp that I'm in. Um, and we'll just kind of quickly define uh, the four modules um, of the Simply Human Lifestyle. Uh, which is kind of this idea that I've that I've had uh, to try to reach more people with this message. I'm not trying to persuade anybody. Uh, you know, I, was, I thought about writing a, a, an article about here are all the reasons or here's all, how I'm going to persuade you to to think like I think, and it would be just have been a blank podcast because there is no persuasion. If you don't want to do it, it ain't going to happen. And I'm not going to waste any time and nobody should waste any time trying to help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. I think that's, that's a pretty obvious, um, 
mantra, mantra, whatever uh, to live by. So the the four mo- the four uh, modules or pillars, I guess you could call them: uh, human food, sleep, moving, and enjoying life. And so when I when I say human food, I'm talking about foods with one, with one ingredient. Uh, I'm talking about no sugars, no grains, animal foods from quality sources, uh, grass-fed meats, uh, you know, eggs from chickens that live on an actual farm. We go actually get our eggs from a farm. Um, you know, vegan taught me to let animals be animals and, and animal products are more healthy when they are allowed to be animals. And that's a whole huge political thing that we're not going to get into too much. But basically the, my philosophy is animals are giving us their bodies to be eaten. The least we can do is give them a happy life. Um, you know, as far as fruits and vegetables, eat fruits, you know, native to where you live and, and seasonally. You know, if there aren't bananas growing in your backyard, maybe bananas aren't the best choice if you're trying to be as healthy as you possibly can be. And if, and if there are fat loss goals or fitness goals, um, you know, other foods with one ingredient, uh, you know, vegetables, uh, celery, uh, you know, spinach. There's just one ingredient. Uh, if there's more than five ingredients on a on a box, uh, even more than three or four, I'd say that's unless you make it yourself. Um, and of course this is just kind of a, a, a summary, uh, much more detail on the website. Uh, as far as sleep, I think circadian rhythms have been ignored and I think that's a huge part of life. If you take away, you know, uh, go camping for a week and, and, and see how important the circadian rhythm is. Uh, there, there are cycles every day. There are cycles in the week. There are monthly cycles. There are yearly cycles. I mean, life I don't know if any, any Stephen King, uh, dark tower fans, but life is a wheel or life is a cycle. And, uh, that, that is true. Um, and as if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, take the next year and read all seven of the dark tower, uh, uh series. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, so, you know, the sleep pillar sort of says, try to go to sleep about when the sun goes down soon after wake up around the time sun comes up and that, that can be difficult. Um, also trying to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. I, the orange glasses, uh, you know, I, I wear these, these, uh, sporting clay glasses when the sun goes down to mitigate the blue light and the white light rays, uh, getting into your brain that tell you your brain that, Oh, it's the middle of the day. So I'm going to stop the going to sleep process and wake you back up. And, and, and people wonder why they don't sleep good. So I also wear a sleep mask. Mindfold.com is the greatest sleep mask on the planet. Um, uh, candlelight. My daughters, uh, we read at night via a candlelight, uh, with a, with one of those Coleman lanterns that they just, they think it's like, well, we're camping inside. And I'm like, yeah, and you're going to go to sleep faster too. Um, moving is the third pillar. Uh, you know, lots of slow movement. Uh, that that's the majority of it with, with short bursts of high intense effort thrown in lifting heavy is, is a big part of that. And flexibility or mobility is another uh, term that you'll hear a lot. Uh, from me in this podcast. So it's walking, it's swimming slow, it's biking leisurely a lot. Um, then it's, you know, two to three days a week lifting heavy stuff correctly uh, with correct form. And, and if you don't know what correct form is, finding someone who does and paying them to make sure that you know uh, that you're not hurting yourself. Um, Enjoying life. Uh, that's really just kind of a, uh, I think that is, has to be a separate one. That's not like one that goes over all of them because it, to me, enjoying life is, is the same thing as you know, mitigating stress or, or, or just re, uh, reducing stress levels. And, and I, I love to give this example. It's like, we're all like split open avocados 
and the amount of stress on your body has is a directly dire- is directly affected to how how and how fast uh, that avocado is is wilted. So if you just put an avocado out in the in the sun, it's going to be brown in in a matter of minutes sometimes. But if you have the seed with the avocado and you put it in a baggie and you put it in the freezer, like it's going to there are things that you can do to avoid being stressed out and that's not getting mad at the people on the on the street and it's uh, not sweating the small stuff and it's it's breathing nasal breathing and doing some internal silence or meditation and and the you know sort of my number one uh, person that should be listening to this right now is me uh, I can lose it and I'm really trying uh, to work on on this part of it the enjoying life part of it just relax um, the simply human lifestyle is really against quick fixes for lifestyle change. You know, that magic supplement or that one thing that you could do to, to get healthy. I, I believe it is a lifestyle. Uh, I am against the sort of come what may mindset where it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to do whatever I want and just hope that modern medicine can, can create a pill for me. Um, I am, I am all for healthcare providers looking at the person who has the illness and not just the illness that the person has. Um, I'm an advocate of prevention, not treatment. Um, and, and, and really there's a lot more on the, on the website. Uh, and I'm hoping to have, uh, very few podcasts where it's just me talking. Uh, I would like, uh, you know, like I said earlier to have lots of, of people smarter than me on here talking about things and, and I'm going to keep trying to update uh, my blog uh, with what I do on a daily basis, things that I'm hearing. Follow me on Twitter, SimplyHuman52, uh, SimplyHumanLifestyle.com, uh, Facebook, YouTube. I'm just going to try to be out there um, and, uh, and, and being a, a, a resource for this kind of information for people that want to uh, try to discover what it means uh, and really how easy it is to be a healthy human. So... I think, uh, yeah, we're like at 21 minutes, and I think that's probably pretty good. I'm going to try to keep these to around 30, 45 minutes. Uh, and I listen to all my podcasts at time and a half, so everyone is talking like this, and it kind of sounds like this, and they're the high-faced words. So maybe I should try to talk real slow and low. That way I sound normal when you have it on time and a half. Or I could just be quiet and, and conclude this thing and uh, start prepping for episode number two. So... That wraps up episode number one of the Simply Human podcast, and hopefully many more are coming your way. Thank you for listening, and we'll close with a quote, as uh, as we might just every every episode, we might just close with a quote from one of my favorite movies of all time, Rudy, which is also the name of my beagle. Here we go. <clears throat> You're our captain and an all-American. Act like it. Oh, that's a good line. That's a good line. Okay. Well, we will see you soon.